BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You got Hi, I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are the hosts of That's So Retrograde. Part of us? For the past 200 and some episodes, we've been trying to figure out what the hell wellness is. We have inspiring and fun conversations with all types of amazing people, from healers to comedians to whatever's in between. We're five years in, but we're just getting started. So hop on board every Thursday to join the party and route to living your best life. And don't forget your cannabis. Or to check us out on Instagram at So Retrograde. That's right. Bye. See you there. Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm Taylor Schrecker, your host, and joining me right now, I think she may have been on the podcast once or twice before, Hannah Burner. Welcome back, my love. Oh, thank you for having me. This is an honor, a privilege every damn time. Hannah, it has, this is probably the 105th time you've been on the podcast. <laughs> um, you know how much I love to podcast with you. I think you are so talented beyond and we just have a good time together and honestly the last couple times we podcast together shit was serious necessarily heavy necessarily Mm -hmm. so girl this podcast we're gonna get back to our roots and just fucking kiki and giggle and laugh and have a good time and be irreverent and probably get ourselves in a little bit of trouble but that's what we do best was i depressed for the last six months maybe am i still slightly depressed maybe yes you gotta keep podcasting through it am i right yeah isn't it i mean but really though real talk isn't it wild when your job is to talk every single week like when you're in a mood like you can't not show the mood you're in you just, it's just yeah. so vulnerable and honest and open and we are both like just diary of the mouth so i'm going on an hour pod and pretend yeah. to feel a different type of way like i could do it for like you know actually reminds me of like you know housewives reunions when you can yes. tell someone came in being like i'm gonna be level-headed during this reunion and like the yes. first two questions are level-headed and then they're like pulling each other's wigs so like that's how i am on podcasts i'm like thanks for having me and i'm like and then this happened it was so much of that and they're like oh god <laughs> but um yeah we're real we keep it real on the taste of tail Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so wait, but how, but on a scale of one to ten, how are you? For real? For real, real? Every day is better. Every good, day is getting better. Good. And I learned what I'm going through is, do you know about ego deaths? Please tell me about it. I mean, I feel like I do, and I feel like I've talked about it, but I like, I've never heard that term before. When I heard that term, it shook me. 
what you went through at Sirius, not to bring it up, yes. but no, we're getting you, dark girl, immediately. You know, I love to talk about my divorce. <laughs> I love to talk about me getting fired. Because you know what? I my, When I got fired from Sirius, I called my parents. I was so scared because mm-hmm. their number one thing, especially after divorce and then being like, I'm gay, was like, who will pay the bills? <laughs> Which is a very antiquated notion but like they, and they're so great now but their knee-jerk reaction was they were just like kind of like oh shit do we have to support you for the rest <laughs> of your life and when I when I got fired from Sirius I, that was my scariest call because it was like my they're going to be so like worried and I hate when my parents worry about me and my mom was like her my mom and dad's reaction was so amazing they didn't even realize how amazing it was and they were like it's great it's fine. They weren't treating you well anyway. You hit a financial ceiling. You're going to be so much better off without them. And then they said this. Oh, we're not worried about you. You're a survivor. And I was like, fuck yeah, like wow. a badge of honor. Wow. And that's what I realized is like, I am. I'm a fucking survivor. I got through a bad marriage and got a divorce and came out on the other end better for it. Same thing with Sirius. Honestly, Sirius was kind of like a bad relationship too. It was like my my romantic relationship with husband, it looked perfect and shiny and epic on the outside, but it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Wow. And, I've, and I'm so much better off on the other end of both of those things. So being a survivor is actually like my claim to fame. I like that well, I'm we're a survivor. similar because I don't know if it's our yes. personalities, but bitch has been fired multiple times for multiple things. Guess who else was, honey? <laughs> Howard Stern, okay? <laughs> well, I, something about like sometimes group mentality I like don't vibe with and if I, and I can't if everyone's faking something I can't fake it with them and then you become yes. a black sheep but anyway you've been through so many ego deaths and in, yes and I'm not I don't know that much about ego but it's definitely something that is like not really authentic to you but you use to like make you feel better you got it so ego this is my understanding so ego is actually I feel like when you think of somebody who's like an egomaniac, you think that they're super confident. But the truth is, ego is attached to insecurity as well. Maybe even more so. So when you're insecure, it's it's almost like, like for a long time, playing the victim was kind of my role. And that was an ego thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually think owning my life and saying, I'm not a victim, I'm a fucking survivor through life is me getting rid of ego, even though you would think that the more confident you are, the more egotistical you are, but it's actually the opposite. Yeah, that's not authentic confidence. And if you think about it, for example, reality TV is like the ultimate ego ego. boost. It's all ego. Because I didn't realize it, but when you on reality TV, people treat you like you're on the fucking Beatles. They treat you like you are Mm -hmm. this like talented, special, like I would pee in hot tubs and fight with people for people's <laughs> entertainment and then was people have cried when they've met me before because yeah. of summer house so right. talk about ego where like oh yeah you're kind of just being yourself and then you go on a show and they show you in a certain depiction that people take as you like my great seasons i'm like am i the coolest most relatable funniest person who ever walked this planet it's like no that's a glimpse of you that they were showing um so like you and your marriage, there was a lot of ego involved. Your decision making oh was, was like all, it well, was one ego pie. Looking like the ultimate like magazine of a guy and a girl on a boat in Martha's Vineyard. I don't fucking know. Are they but whatever. Just you you were like Honey, we went to Nantucket. Okay. <laughs> Like, talk about ego. So talk when, about ego. when you had to get out of it, you had to kill your ego. 
I had, had to, to murder say, myself. You had to murder, yes. you had to suicide that ego. Yeah. And I was talking to this woman. Her name is Mystic Michaela. She's amazing. You have to have her on. She will okay, read John. your aura and tell John. you about her stuff. Mystic Michaela. She's she's incredible. But she goes, you're having your ego deaths. And I was like, yes. what? And she's like, these last few months were so amazing for you because like, you rid the stuff that was purely ego and now you're forced to like see what's authentically you because there's so many things in this world that you can do because society says it's cool and like it makes you feel good for other people to love you but what are you doing to love yourself definitely not marry that guy you're not into definitely not work for that company that doesn't respect you definitely hang out with those people who don't want the best for you but why are you doing it because of your ego Wait a second. Okay. So <laughs> let me ask you, Hannah, because I've known you. I knew you before you were in Summer House. I knew you were working at Betches. Mm-hmm. I've known you for a while. I've watched you grow up. I've watched you flourish. Um, so, and I, and listen, I feel like I babysat you. <laughs> I babysat you. I wiped, your, I wiped your ass when I changed your diapers. I do feel like, though, I have seen growth in you, and you remind me a lot of myself. I'm a much older than you, but you remind me of me when I was younger. But I will say this. I want to hear what parts of you, like, give me examples of things that you did that were ego-based that, like, you now recognize and let go. Because I feel like, I feel like as your close friend, I can also be honest with you. And there was times where I felt like you were making good decisions. And there were times that I saw you do things I thought were a little ego-based. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Staying in situations with guys who aren't good for you, but other people think it's cool yep uh uh-huh. and who told you <laughs> years and a half ago me this is the i told you so section of the podcast <laughs> no, you, but also i remember you would say that and i'm like yeah i know but let me have this That's let me fair. do this You're that was right. also my insecurities of like i was single there was nothing else going on right. but i'd also been in the life I really think is patterns I was in a previous relationship with a guy who had some fame with a guy who was good looking yeah that was so ego driven yeah and then the universe was like oh you got you got out of that but we're gonna throw it in front of you again to see if you really learned your lesson and I was like I haven't I didn't learn (laughs) I want to do it again um and also the fucking like the Instagram and the likes and the following, a lot of people like were just like, you're killing it. When it's like, I felt the same way, but like more of the summer house and like reality TV people just like knew who I was and it didn't make my like stuff funnier or better. I just had a bigger audience. And, um, it makes you think like that you're, you're more special because you're getting these likes. And then you realize how fickle, those likes are because these people don't know you they don't care about you one bad season they'll think you're a devil so it's like you you realize like oh if you actually take those things to heart like your life is gonna be walking on eggshells because those that's your ego here's the rule the rule is if it can make you feel happy which who wouldn't go down that path in the beginning you're getting followers you're getting likes you're getting attention you're meeting new friends mm-hmm. you know people know who you are you're getting the rub down of course that feels good but then when you see the negative side of it and trust me no matter how a-list you are or not everyone in entertainment will suffer the down part mm-hmm. of the upside that's just mm-hmm. it's just the mathematics of fame mm-hmm. 
But the thing is, is what you realize then is, well, if the good can make me feel great, then the bad can make me feel bad. So then you have to kind of consolidate and be like, I feel nothing. <laughs> like, like Which the good so, makes you feel good, but it's so You're sad. like a fucking monk right now, but it's, you're right. But think about it. The reality TV stuff was a test from the universe also. And I don't mean to yeah. get all like, you know, woo woo, woo woo. However, like tennis was an ego thing for me when I, I would, was going to say when I, I would think, win, I would feel yes. great. And when I'd lose, I would feel horrible. And then eventually yep. it got to the point where it's like, I didn't even like this thing, but I was doing it just to show everyone that like I could go pro. And then I realized I don't need to go pro for other people. I could do it, but I fucking hate it. Exactly. And that was an ego death. And then the universe was like, you want to do something else that you don't like, but everyone else thinks it's cool. <laughs> and it's so hard because I'll be on the train and someone's like, oh, I love Summer House so much. And it's hard because I'm trying to like move on from that experience in my life. Right. And like, obviously it was great for so many reasons, but like deep down, I was a creative video producer. Like I wanted to create, I wanted to make people laugh. And I was trying to do that on Summer House, but you don't and have you control. Did. You had a couple seasons where you did it, but then like, it, it, you had a couple jokes. You did, <laughs> but 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 I will say, I mean, you had two great seasons. Let's to, if we're really gonna break it down. And then the last, unfortunately, the bad season happened to be the last one. Mm -hmm. But I will say that, like. I know as your friend and I also know as an avid Bravo watcher and also let's get real. I'm a Bravo insider at this point. <laughs> I know that that is totally out of your hands. It really is out of your hands. It's not that we're saying people like Hannah isn't Hannah. Like she never said anything. They like dubbed her over with like they hired like a voiceover person. But what we will say is that there is a lot of editing going on in the cutting room floor. There just is. I mean, yes, the material is given by each individual, but the way you can piece a story together, you know, is oh, yeah. um, no, I, I said, what it's I said out of your hands I said yes. what I said I always yes say, it's yes. it's the context of where th of yeah. how things were said and why but Precisely. I am um, I do think that it was an ego death to be like okay this thing that was like bringing you so much joy is gone now so what do you have to face you have to face you you have to face right. you without all the you know glitter and the sparkles <laughs> and all that stuff you're just left with you well and you have also to look at you without the superficial because if we really are talking real talk like the world of the world of reality television is just total it's totally superficial i, I mean, mean it's it just funny is. i'm i've recently podcasted with michael rapaport who you would love i love him he's incredible you would love him you guys would be able to have the amazing conversations and he was going off about erica jane because he was like <gasps> he was like look we don't know what really happened and he's like i can't i'm i'm not gonna say what happened we don't know we don't know but right now he goes i know that this woman brought all these people so much entertainment and they are all turning on her and they yep. don't even know for sure what happened and he's yes. like fuck you fans fuck you she's given you so much and now you're trying to ruin her fuck you and like Erica reposted it I think you did it on Watch Heavens Live but it just reminds me like it's just yeah it's fickle this episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Coors Pure and the wedding countdown continues I am three weeks away from the wedding and I am really on a very strict regimen right now um, a very health forward month that's what it's all about but just because I'm being healthy doesn't mean I can't have a treat every now and then and when I want a treat you know your girl is all about the course pure here's the deal 
Coors Pure. It's an organic beer with zero sugar, which is so important for the diet that I'm on right now. Like, I'm all about avoiding the sugars. Sugar is my enemy currently. So, like I was saying, organic beer with zero sugar and only 92 calories. And really, it's the perfect, crisp, and refreshing beer to reach for while you're living a balanced lifestyle. Coors Pure, it's organic, but it's like chill about it, not like all up in your face. New Coors Pure is a refreshingly simple beer. It's got organic barley, organic hops, and water. I like those simple ingredients. And like I said, at 92 calories and zero, zero sugar, it's the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. Right now on the program that I'm on, I'm actually allowed, I'm not really allowed to have wine these days uh, before the wedding. And I'm, I can only have like some hard alcohols and very few beers, but Coors Pure is actually a beer that I can have because of the zero sugar. And just because it's zero sugar doesn't mean that it like lacks in taste. It is crisp. It is refreshing. It gives me that beery beerness that I'm looking for. Coors Pure is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. Just go to CoorsPure.com slash Taylor to see where you can find Coors Pure. Again, that's C-O-O-R-S-P-U-R-E.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R, and you can find Coors Pure near you. Remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. And now to the podcast. It's interesting. So we we like watch um, the movie Gladiator, right? With uh, what's his name, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you not entertained? <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally, <laughs> literally, we're back there. Okay, <laughs> we're we're literally back there because yes, we were before we we look at our ancestors like, oh my god, so barbaric. Mm-hmm. Make make men face tiger in the middle of an arena, and we scream and cheer for someone to die. <laughs> animal or human that's fucked up that would never fly these days but we're still calling for blood it's just it's a more civilized way of watching people just get dragged when i see comments of trolls i love how we're here again but like it's crazy how there will be so many of them but again Mm -hmm. that's that group mentality of like oh they went in on her i could go in on her make it hurt so much more yeah because like it's just it's group mentality is fucking crazy and how you guys are yelling for someone to die and bullying them, but yeah. you guys are, are doing the you think but you guys are doing the right thing. You're like, you bully. <laughs> I think you're a bully. I'm gonna drag you and make you feel terrible and get all my friends and gang up on you. Hello? That's bullying. So the way you're gonna combat like perceived bullying in yeah. the fake world is by <laughs> bullying somebody in the real world? And you're, and I know, I know your profile is always light and love, mommy of three, angels. It's always like, a mommy of three. Yeah. Yep, always. Always mommy of three with sometimes a Bible verse about being And I want to be clear. If you are a mom of three, you are not in this category. But if you are somebody who is online bullying for whatever reason, <laughs> you are light and love and the mommy of at least somebody or even an animal or even a fur baby, whatever. But like there's something that makes you feel like, uh, well, I'm a good person in other areas of my life so i can be a like monster in this area well okay so but but my last thing with the ego death is that you can't level up in your life if you're still in your ego 
Okay, so it's actually an amazing thing to have an ego death because it allows you to grow. It allows you to get closer to your authenticity. And like, I love, like your story is so perfect in that you had an ego death with being in this like flashy marriage. So the ego death forced you to fucking address your like real attraction to someone in the most beautiful, authentic love. You would have never even gotten close to that kind of happiness before. Never, never, never. Yeah, so ego deaths, I mean, so the, to the outside world, they might look like failures, right? A divorce by societal standards is a failure. Getting fired from your job at SiriusXM Radio after however many years, 11 years, is a failure. Mm-hmm. But if you don't fail, you never have an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. So actually, fucking bring it on failure. Because the more you fail, I think, honestly, the more interesting and successful a person you are. If you look at the most su- successful people, they didn't just keep winning they oh there was I mean there were there were blocks in the road you have to you can't have sweet without the sour it's just that simple it's just and I that think simple. what your parents says, said was amazing saying like you're a survivor because my thing is this has happened to me multiple times in my life where I have a yeah. bad situation I leave and then something it always gets better it but always like I'm gets at a better. point where I'm older where I'm like can I can I get better like can yeah. I even um but you have to then dig deep to like but what do you really want do you really want the followers? Do you really want the flash? Like, what do you really want? But that being said, I've dealt with a lot of, you know, social media and external stuff that affects my ego. And just to transition, you said you read something interesting. Yes, I did. So <laughs> Idris Elba um, wrote, uh, I, I just saw this the other day on Not Skinny, Not Fat. Give credit to my girl. I love my girl. Shout out to Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. Um, and so... This is what he wrote in his story. He said, I legit just had a convo with a Finsta. I was actually, this might, okay. This is, this is either all Idris Elba or Idris Elba and Amanda Hirsch. Okay. okay. But regardless, okay. I'm going to read the whole thing. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's all from Idris, but if it's not, I want to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> but it all flows together anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So I legit just had a convo with a Finsta. I was being criticized, but open to having a convo with until I realized, wait, this isn't fair. I don't know who's speaking. Okay. So, and then this is something that was definitely written about Finsta's by Idris. People in the public eye get verified on social media, symbolized by a blue tick. The process of verification requires them to prove their identity so everyone know who is speaking. And Hannah, both as people with blue check marks, (laughs) um, we can say it's hard to get verified. It was, I mean, I've been in this business for 15 years. I just got verified because truthfully, I think what helped was brides.com did an article on my engagement to Taylor. That was it. That was the thing. Because you need a certain amount of publication, Mm. recognition Mm -hmm. to identify that you are you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So it goes on. Social media companies should make this mandatory for all users, like a blue check mark, like a verification, if you will. Not necessarily a blue check mark, but like you should be who you are. You have to be who you are type of a thing. Currently, social media is like boarding a plane and not having to show ID. That would never happen. If cowards are being supported by a veil of privacy and secrecy, then social media is not a safe space. It is an airplane that allows travelers to wear um, baklavas? Mm, now okay. I'm gonna say that that is that sounds a like fav- a Greek food. It's a delicious Greek dessert. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm reading it wrong, 
Um, I'm going to spell it to you because I can't read good. And you're going to tell me if you can <laughs> say it. B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A-S. Bala Clavas? <laughs> He's smarter than us. That's he all. Is, he also spells aerop- airplane, aeroplane, and also uses two L on the word traveler. So okay. I believe he's Idris British. is British. He is they British, are, and clearly and they, they created the English language. So <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna debate. Even though now I'm hungry for a baklava in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so to finish it, if cowards want to spout racial rhetoric, then say it with your name, not your username. Signed well, Ted, I.E. There isn't a coincidence that the sites like Reddit, where you don't have to show your identity, are the most. Um, toxic and yes. bullying and yes. mean because yes. it's like, but it's like if you wouldn't say it with your identity, right. like why should you, you say it without say it, it at all? And that's my thing. It's it's like listen, if you want to spew shit, spew shit, but. I need to see what you look like, so because you see what I look like, you see my life. Maybe I have a little respect for the Karens on Facebook. At least they're putting their face out there when they're going on rants about whatever they got pissed off about at the grocery store that day. I have a little bit more respect if you use your actual identity, but like, yeah. So the Finsta, though, I think that we are moving into a time where Finsta's anonymity it really shouldn't exist on the internet i listen the internet should be the internet and yes of course yes in cases of like i don't know working with the fbi yeah you need anonymity there are extenuating circumstances for people to need anonymity 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 Mm -hmm. to protect themselves but harassing a bravo liberty on instagram is not one of them i'm just saying so i have a fun story about this i recently in my like hardest times was getting trolled by pet accounts. So straight up, Fluffy the fucking doodle was calling me a hoe and Actually, saying that I'm the worst person in the world. Chihuahuas I, yeah, yeah. told me I should die. And like, I posted it and I was like, I will drop kick a chihuahua if another one calls me a bad name because people are using their pet accounts to troll right. me. And then I started getting tons of nice messages from nice pets being like, hey, Jasper really loves you. Just sending our love from Jasper. <laughs> well, I will let you know I was home visiting my parents this weekend and uh, I saw my dog Pippa and she fucking hates you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And they have their names like it's straight up like Oreo thinks you should suck a dick, <laughs> and I'm like, and then you you respond sometimes. And I'm like, am I fighting with a cocker spaniel right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Idris is onto something. It's true. It's like it's true. Why am I sitting here fighting with a fake account? So there's you a know new thing. I mean? There's a new thing. I don't know if you've seen it. So I will block people if I see like their their purpose is to just like cause me pain. So right. I'll block them. And now there's a new option on Instagram. And it might be for verified accounts. I'm not sure where it says block this person. And then it also says block this person and any additional account they may make. <gasps> nice. That's what I'm talking because about. Because I know for a fact there's a couple people who have oh. just like a ton of accounts who come oh, for me and I'm yes. like you said the same thing as the other user 247653 that is fabulous so okay, you know what this Instagram probably noticed that the same people were getting blocked and was like let's just stop this so Instagram is doing some stuff about it but my thing is if you feel like you have to make a finsta to say something that's your ego yeah. and you need to kill it 
Yep, exactly. And you need to address who you are for real and your real feelings. And if you don't think those feelings are nice or you're not proud of those feelings, you wouldn't put your face next to those feelings, talk that shit out and figure out why. It's called keyboard confidence. And if you wouldn't do it with your own identity, then honestly, you probably shouldn't do it all. If you would do it with your own identity... Preach and believe, but do it with your own identity. Yeah, at least with- own it. Like Barbara on Facebook. I mean, imagine if you met your soulmate and then found out they like leave mean comments on YouTube's to like stand up comics saying you they're mean not Chrissy funny. Teigen and John Legend. <laughs> Can you imagine what it's like in their house? He must be like, girl. I really I can't believe that John John Legend just seems like very nice, very chill, very confident, right? Like mm-hmm. not like fake ego. No. And I feel like this is probably like a dark underbelly side to Chrissy that he probably didn't see on the regular. He might have seen it pop up here and there. Yeah. But to see it in all its like fantastic non-glory at one time, like he must be like he must really be well. This goes back to, like, we don't know what relationships are like behind closed doors, and everyone's freaking out. They're like, wait, that's the girl he's writing songs about, and then people are like, how could John... We don't know John. I don't think John... I don't think John knew the extent of it. I think this was like a dark, twisted, secret, like, ugly side of Chrissy that he probably didn't see regularly. I'm sure he saw it rear its ugly head every now and then after a few too many tequilas and, like, a stranger at a party, but I don't think he saw it in, like, in totality. Well, this is a hard thing, because, like... I'm thinking, like, I'm with someone who's in the public eye, and I know people can, like, say mean stuff to him. And, like, if he snapped and was like, fuck you, go die, I'd be like, you know, he was having a hard day, maybe. But, right. like, she was, like, starting it. No, no, no. <laughs> she she wasn't defending. Not. She was, like, <laughs> seeking it out. <laughs> like, I'm trying to no. put myself in his shoes. <laughs> she was the bully. She was, she was, she was the finsta. Mm-hmm. She was the finsta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really is wild, you know? Listen, Fighting, it takes two to tango. I get it. If you like, if you wrestle around with pigs, like you become one. I understand all of that. And trust me, I'm the queen of that. You strike, I will strike back 10 times harder. And then I'll end up being the bad guy because of the how ferocious I am. However, I don't start shit. But I will come to fucking play if you test me. Um, but the thing is, that's is my this, entire fucking season of Summer House. I know, honey. But the starters, <laughs> the people who started... I don't want to fuck with you. But so. it's also like, there's you can't see all like what started, what not. But like, let's just say when the bear was poked, the bear answered. The bear, <laughs> the bear woke the fuck up. But also that's entertainment television. When it's You're like, when the bear is poked, the bear wore high eye sweatsuit. <laughs> this episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Armchair Expert. You guys, hey girl, hey, my Taste of Taylor listeners, listen up. If you love celebrating the messiness of being human, and I know you do because you love me and I love you, so we're all a bit messy, then you're going to love Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. On Mondays and Thursdays, hosts Dax and Monica engage in deeply inspiring, authentic conversations with different accomplished guests. You're going to hear from Hollywood stars, musicians, professional athletes, award-winning scientists, authors, and more. It runs the gamut. It's important. It's funny. It's entertaining is what's up. So to start listening, simply download the Spotify app, sign up for free and search for Armchair Expert. It's that easy. So listen to Armchair Expert for free now only on Spotify. And now to the podcast. Did I tell you that's that pink sweatsuit is um Gigi Hadid's sister? No way. Bella? No, the other one. Oh. I think it's Alana Hadid. No. It's her fashion line gave it to me was like it was like very expensive. I wore it. It was everywhere. Let's just say she wasn't promoting it off that scene. 
Um, I hope I didn't ruin the company. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. See, <laughs> this is why I love you because you're able to laugh through the hard shit and oh, that that's was what separates but that's what separates people that I want to have in my life from people I don't you I mean if you can laugh at yourself if you can laugh through life I mean after a certain point in time you know yeah. there's like there is such a thing as too soon yeah. but when you can laugh at stuff I mean is there and anything also, better in life than laughing is I there also anything do think regardless of like what ugly stuff happened or like what was shown I do think to all the trolls and all the people watching like what would you do in that situation? Like, have you ever I had guess. an ugly moment? And let's empathize with each other over, like, times that we snapped over feeling misunderstood or feeling like people yes. were out to get you. If there were reality TV cameras when I was going through my marriage, wedding planning, all of the above, I would have looked hella Or just cray. quarantine in general. How many people went up to me being like, if I had cameras during oh quarantine? Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, it was wild. But um, I do think also what I'm learning in this industry and stuff is that patience is a virtue. That, yes. like, my anxiety, I'm like, I need to work. I need to fix this. I need to prove people wrong. I need to yeah. set this. And then you realize some things, like, time is just going to you got heal it. stuff. Time is going to explain stuff. And I hate that shit, but I'm working on like just sitting, feeling my feelings, forgiving stuff and forgiving myself. And so that's my ego death again. <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm so proud of you for working on it. And I think it is, I think it's something that you're learning at a very early age, quite frankly. I mean, there's people that don't have their first ego death until they're in their like fifties or sixties, you true, know? True. And it's funny cause it's great being with Des. This is one pro of being with an older guy or yeah. partner is that he's like, Hannah, this is so early in your career. And he, so. he laughed. I actually was talking to Michael Rappaport too. Cause I was like bitching about some situation. He goes, don't worry. You have so many more disappointments to happen to you. He's so, he's so right. He's so right. Just look at all the Sex and the City movies. You think we're going to get something fabulous? And every time, it's like, wah, wah. Wait, so. Did you see the photo where they had, like, the garbage can in the back? Yes. Was that a fuck you to, to um, Samantha? Stop it. Like, do you I think, didn't. Like, why would they ever have on Madison Avenue a garbage a trash bin in the back. They're like, for anybody who wonders where Samantha is, she's in the trash back there. Because also, it wasn't even like a New York City trash bin. It was like someone from production was like, can we get this looking trash bin? I feel like it was definitely some shade. Oh, I feel like there's going to be so much shade coming out of that show. And listen, I fucking <laughs> die for Sex and the City. I'll talk all the shit in the world yeah. about the movies, about Carrie, just in general. It got me through but college. I fuck, I still watch it every single day. I love, love, love it. And I will watch the show on HBO Max. Of course I will. And I'm I'm going to love it. I'm going to cry. All but, the bullshit of like everyone. Oh, wait, what were you going to say? Well, yeah, but I'm, but like, I think it's like, I, I think that the cast, like the whole vibe is so fucking petty. It's like petty, <laughs> petty princess times a million. And it's like, you know, aren't we at an age now where we maybe should drop the petty shit? Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just feel like people are recently like, much. we just realized that Carrie is actually the most intolerable, worst person ever. She and, is. And which she is, but it's like, guys, this is what entertainment is. You don't want to watch someone who's emotionally stable. No, no. Like, There's nothing what? fun to that. Like that, she, her fucking craziness has made the show. And also everyone deep down can relate to being like yep. selfish. Yes. <laughs> I just saw Stassi just sent me the other day because we're obsessed with Sex and Singing and we're obsessed 
and then also like together had the epiphany that like Carrie is the worst. Like yeah. that, like what something we went through together. So speaking of you know ego deaths, we had to bury Carrie together. <laughs> we had a funeral for her, um, and so she sent me this TikTok. Stassi's obsessed with TikTok. It's hilarious. Um, this TikTok of this girl being like, Aiden is the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. And I think we all think Aiden's the best, right? Yeah. And Carrie's the worst. Now, so first yeah. it was like, Carrie's our queen. Then it's like, Carrie's the worst. And everything, anyone attached to her, like, poor them. But it was Aiden is the worst. And then this guy broke down Aiden. I was like, I never thought of that. And he said, Aiden never listens to Carrie. Like, she she wasn't ready to get married and he ended the relationship. He wasn't listening. Like, it was this whole breakdown about mm-hmm. how Aiden was actually fucking terrible. He was the bad guy in that scenario. And then he goes on to go like this. I mean, big listen to Carrie. Did Big and Carrie both suck? Yes. <laughs> but at least he listened to her. Oh, I love sex in But the also city. when you're in it, you don't see when you're sucking or they're sucking. Like when you're in a relationship. Yeah. And yeah. then when you look back, it's so easy. But you don't know how you'd react in those situations. So I just want us to have some empathy for everyone on Sex in the City. Yes, yes, um, yes which is a journey for all of us and I would love the real tea of what's going on. I want a reality show of like what actually is going on behind the scenes of Sex and the City to be honest. Me too. Also, Me did you did too. you watch Sex Life? Have you spoken about it? I actually have not spoken about it on Shut this the show. Fuck. I haven't. <laughs> because talk about intolerable. It's actually Sex Slash Life. Sex Slash Life. <laughs> if you haven't watched it on Netflix, Sex Slash Life. Um, I have a lot of issues with it. Okay. Break it down, bitch. Okay. So Sex Slash Life is about a woman who, after eight years in her marriage, wakes up and suddenly is fantasizing about her ex-boyfriend. Yes. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna give what happens at the end, but I'm going to go into a little detail. She writes in her journal these, like, sex memories she has with her ex. Her husband reads it, gets upset. Then she continues doing it, doesn't even put a lock on her computer. Yeah. She, like, puts it in a drawer once. Obviously, he's going to keep reading it. And then and she put and she no no she puts it in a folder Thanksgiving recipes. <laughs> I forgot. And then she goes from Connecticut to the city in a blip. Like that's unrealistic. No yep. one travels that fast. No. Then the poor children, they have a nanny. Like they make sure to show there's a nanny, but it's not like y- you have to speak to your children every now and then. Yeah. Um also finally, the sex is so unrealistic. This guy Okay, let me penises. I'm bring, I like bringing up penises on your pod. You don't just hip thrust and the penis goes in and the girl orgasms. You have no. to put the penis in and then you need some stimulation. The guy will just touch her vagina in an elevator and she comes. And she comes. Yeah. This is why people think there's something wrong with their vagina. There's nothing wrong with their vagina. These shows are fucking toxic. The guy literally looks at her vagina and she's like, ah! <laughs> I hate it. I hate it's, it all. Yeah, it's really bad. It's it. You can't stop watching it. Because, but I loved it. I did love it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, how about this? It's addictive. It's bad for you. It's toxic. It poisons your soul. But you can't stop. And I think and it was also good because you didn't know life. you didn't know who the villain was because you were you didn't know who to root for who you weren't rooting for they all well, kind of pissed you off who do you think was hotter the husband or the or the ex-boyfriend i'm a lesbian i really have no uh, <laughs> i have no skin in this game do you remember when you were by though I don't know what I am, if we're being totally <laughs> honest. But I know I'm marrying a woman literally 
in like three weeks, Hannah. Can we discuss? Yes. Okay. So... Brides need other brides in their life because you'll feel fucking crazy if you don't talk to your other bride friends about what's going on because it is so wild how quickly things get out of control. So we are three weeks away. I am already going so far over budget, Hannah. It's beyond like bride brain is not normal. Like I am. I'm just like. Oh, that's fine. A thousand dollars, sure. Oh, you need two thousand here. Of course. Like, it's my night. It's our we one had night. A but also, budget. it's, it's not only- your one night, bitch. You're doing a whole other wedding, aren't you? I mean, that's the plan. But if shit doesn't <laughs> slow down, we're gonna blow the other budget. You know, but before so, we even get a chance. So Tay, you're doing a family wedding. Twenty-five adults. Twenty-five. Twenty-six adults. Twenty-six adults. Twenty-six adults. And then you're going to have like a bigger thing. How the fuck have you made it so expensive? This sounds just like a dinner party. That was the plan, but it just <laughs> is. It, honestly, it's well, f- fuck my life. I'm there. What's going on with you in wedding planning? So we are officially getting married May 2022. Oh, I like and when it. You say, okay. When you say bride brain is real it is so real because I hadn't thought about yeah. getting married ever I never met a guy that I was close to being like this is marriage I always in this my head was like my parents got engaged in four months so in my head I'm like with a guy for a month and I'm like if I don't know this isn't the right guy like I really my story in my head was I'm gonna meet someone and just fucking know it makes sense though I mean given what you what you come from well, that my makes love sense. story is in my made-up head it's all perspective so Des was that person for me I immediately was like I'm gonna marry him but I didn't think about rings or anything. I told you, I was like, I want like a pebble, like fuck the patriarchy. Like, I don't want you to spend your money on me, whatever. I decided I wanted two diamonds, like Emily Ratajkowski. To which he was like, what the fuck? We, we settled on one diamond. It's beautiful. Because once you're in it, you're like, I might as well go do it well. Then I recently watched, there's a show on Netflix called Explained about diamonds. And they basically talk about how this company, De Beers, like diamonds are not like necessarily more valuable than any other stone, nope. but they, nope. they did this whole marketing, marketing campaign better. that They're yes, they well. did this yes. whole marketing campaign of like, you want to marry her and show her she's the one give her a diamond. And then I started feeling gross inside. Like, oh, they tricked me. But then at the end they were like, it makes people happy because it is a symbol of like how much you love someone. <laughs> Yes. So like they were like, don't feel bad. It's just like it's our cultural norm. And I hate being a part of groups and cultural norms, but I am I I did like this. Your brain goes sideways when you become a bride. It just happens. You can't help yourself. Like Taylor Donahue literally was like, So for the wedding, it's at my parents' house. It's twenty-five adults, maybe thirty bodies total with kids. Yeah. And she's like, We need to build a structure for the photographer. I'm like, like scaffolding. She's like, yeah. I was like, that is ridiculous and ugly and expensive. And who are you right now? Also, and events so go by chill. so fast. They go by so fast. And you think about the events that you had the most fun. And like a lot of the times it was like pretty casual. Like yeah. it wasn't the ones with all these rules and stuff. But um, when it comes to planning our wedding, I'm not doing bridesmaids. Nice girl. I'm not having a bridal shower fucking that's because you're a good person (laughs) and i probably am not even having a bachelorette honestly fucking snaps i I don't think i'm having an engagement party 
<laughs> also, this might just be because yes. I'm depressed right now, but I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And my friends, like, I know they're happy for me. I don't need them to go around in a circle and look at me and give me gifts that I made them buy me. Like and you watch, said. And, and, and watch. And then we have to watch you open the gifts that you made us buy you. Monster. I, I don't understand wedding stuff. And my first friend who got married, um, her name's Elena. She was my doubles partner at Wisconsin. I was like tw- 22 or something when she got married. I went to the bridal shower, had no idea that I had, I already bought a gift for the wedding. I didn't know I had to buy another gift. I mean, honestly, when you're talking, logistically speaking, that makes sense. Made no sense. And it was for the bachelorette weekend too. We did bridal shower, bachelorette. Show up and I'm at the airport and someone was like, what'd you get her? And I was like, Mm. what? And I'm like, I bought her like $300 worth of like forks. And they're like, no, for the bridal shower. I I bought her a New York City mug from the airport and then with a paper drew a photo of her and Mark and when they opened it in front of everyone they almost died like laughing hysterically but it was like so embarrassing but I was like I don't understand what this is yes then I didn't understand I had to get her like thongs for the bachelorette party I was like are you guys look what I just didn't understand it so anyway I'm not doing any of it Good. However, however, I did tell Des like I want a garage wedding, you know, whatever. We fell in love. What's a with garage this. wedding? It just means like we are not getting a venue. We're probably doing it in the backyard. That changed. Um, okay. Also because I got a DM from the most amazing wedding planner. Her man. Her name's Amanda Savory at Amanda Savory Events. We. And I just found out, I've been working with her for a couple months. I just found oh. out that she did Katie Couric's daughter's wedding. Oh my God. So Probably like, in Nantucket, honestly. Yeah. So, or I think it's like upstate New York in this beautiful place. So I'm like, oh, we're in deep. <laughs> Girl, the second you bring a coordinator, event planner, wedding planner, any planner, coordinator of any kind, any, you know, Frank from Father of the Bride, you are fucking in it. You are in it. Someone just DM me the other day, like, my friend um, is, like, looking for some work right now, and she's, like, really good at organizing. She'd be a great planner. And I was like, no planners! No planners! Like, Kelly Catrone was going to help me plan the wedding. Uh-huh. And I love her so much. And she's so fucking great. Like, she would have done I a bet. great job. But, like, it would have potentially ruined our friendship. Like, yeah. I mean, good for Amanda. I'm happy for you that, like, you have this, like, great wedding planner. But um, I can't. I can't go there. Because once you go there, you become... Uh, officially a bridezilla well you've also like you've done it so i've done it before you kind of know a little where i was like aesthetically i just want it to be like cool and i want to know truthfully i'm really like struggling without one they're incredibly helpful and really important quite frankly for example i'm good at writing tweets um i'm i know my fashion if i look at a room i know what looks good i don't know how to put it together Exactly. So like that's what a wedding planner for me is for. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm very excited. We're like, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be really great. And I'm very excited about it. We're manifesting what we want, what the vibe is. But again, it's like the day goes by so fast and you just want like the good photos. Let's be honest. Do you have a budget? I do. I do have a budget, but we, you- we haven't started adding Spending stuff up it. yet. Like we haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet, except the venue. Um, how many people are? <laughs> how many people do you think it's gonna be? Like around one twenty. That's not small. That's a wedding. Nope. We started at forty. <laughs> 
I'm going to say something to you. Not because I'm trying to be like shady or put you on the spot. Yeah. I'm because I'm serious. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to invite me and Tay. We love you. We love you. We know you love us. I am telling you, I I want to always set people free from feeling like they have but to invite hey, me to anything. You guys are like the two people that I'm definitely inviting. <laughs> Tay literally is the backbone of my business, editing all my podcasts, and you are the reason I have a business Shut as my up. as my Russian gymnastics coach. So you guys <laughs> well, are I'm coming; saying, it's happening. I'm just letting you know. I feel like all brides deserve to hear from people that truly love them. If we can't make the cut, don't worry; we love you anyway. Because there is nothing I know I'm going through right now mm-hmm. than like the fear of not inviting somebody and feeling like they're going to get mad at you. Do you well, know what I mean? This is the thing; it comes with groups when there's a group of friends that you're closer you to. You got it. Because, but then I have people that I kind of want to invite to my wedding that I really don't know that well, but I really like them and I know they'd be really fun at a wedding. But I don't; yep. I'm not nearly as close to them as I am some other people. Like I have some people in my head who I'm like just social media friends with who I've never met in person that I'm like they would be awesome at the wedding. <laughs> tell me about it girl literally tell me about it and yeah, I also I think know. like look at my friendships now versus a year ago like that worries huh. me <laughs> that worries me <laughs> I'm worried <laughs> this episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Relief Band I don't know about you but during the quarantine I actually got really used to not being on the subway um, which is problematic because now I'm going into the city from my place in Jersey more and more and more and I actually feel motion sickness. Relief Band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all natural relief with zero side effects for as long as you need. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to the masses. So it helps me get my motion sick ass from my apartment on the subway into the city. Here's how it works. Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. So effectively, it blocks a signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. So it just says, nope, we're not going to send it to the brain and you're good to go. Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. I do go on my parents' boat quite a bit over the summer, and so it actually is bringing me peace of mind because I now think I can handle going on the boat and enjoy myself instead of being anxious about being nauseous. So as you're getting ready to take that summer road trip, hopping on a boat, or you're just anxious about heading back into the office, I've got good news. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Taste of Taylor listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. Gotta love that. So head to ReliefBand, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use that promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for 20% off plus free shipping. And now to the podcast. 
Real talk. You know what I say when it comes to invitations for a wedding, like a hundred person wedding, mm-hmm. you just do you. The people who love you genuinely will yeah. understand. They really, really, really will. And the yeah. people who are just like, honestly, anyone who bitches about not being invited to the wedding is a pain in the fucking ass anyway and won't be your friend long term regardless. Oh, yeah. So just like cut, like just. I've been pretty vocal about how flat. I don't want to go to any weddings. I've been pretty vocal about. If you want to save money, start fights with your friends who are about to get married so you don't get asked yes. to be a bridesmaid. Like, this is yes. just, like, part of life, guys. Ego death, friends death. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> do you been, like, do you really need a longer friendship with this person? They're about to have kids and stuff. No. You've, ran, no. You're, you've run your run. You've run your run. It's oh, done. Did I tell you about my wedding dress? No. Okay. <laughs> this is an amazing story. <laughs> I'm terrible at shopping. I was very paranoid about it. I do love watching Say Yes to the Dress, so I was excited about it. I get my mom and my grandma. Right, right. Did you go go to Kleinfeld's? No. Okay. So I don't know. You know how you don't know, like, how your body's going to look in a wedding dress? I'm like, do I even look good in a mermaid dress or this shape or that shape? So I'm like, I just want to try some shapes on of dresses just to see how I look in wedding dresses. So we find a place in a strip mall in the middle of Long Island. It's called Fantasia Bridal. We walk in. There's this like older woman who's just like so warm, so kind. Look at whatever you want. I tell her kind of what I'm looking for. I pull a bunch of dresses, maybe like eight dresses. First dress I try on, I go, this is it. No, I. First dress. And she goes, okay, well, like maybe try on the other ones. I'm like, sure. And I try the other ones on and I go, first dress. The first dress I tried on, I, sh- I chose. And it was you know under, I think it's under $2,500. That's good for a wedding dress. Do you want to describe the vibe of it or do you want to keep it a secret? Well, it's comfy because like we're on the beach. It's comfy. It, it's like, I don't know. It's form fitting. It's and form fitting. It has good. like a little, off. a little design on it, but not too much. Yeah, my booty's gonna be popping. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Girl, my first wedding dress, the first one I tried on, my friend who was with me, who's a total bitch but great stylist, <laughs> we're no longer friends, she was like, That's the job. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, I'm not sure. I tried on, no joke, 275 dresses between that dress. And then circling all the way back around and getting that dress. So the wow. first dress I tried on was my dress from the wedding. And it was, I looked so perfect that day. The, the, the wedding was guaranteed <laughs> to end, or, or, the, or the marriage was guaranteed to end in a divorce. No one looks that good on their wedding day. Like, I was like, I didn't have to dye it. I was so skinny. My arms looked great. My hair was perfect. My tan was perfect. I was perfect. And it's like, when well, now here we are. The least perfect I've ever looked. But my look now, I got from ASOS. And it was $213. Shut the fuck up. Swear your to God. Your ego is dead. dead. You have killed your ego. That was a dead. fuck you to the whole industry doing that. No shit, right? So, and honestly, at first I was kind of struggling with it, ego. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I love it. If it cost $1,000, I would think it was perfection. Yeah. So I want to pay more money mm-hmm. on top of all the money I'm already spending mm-hmm. for something that I actually got. So, and Tay's dress was about the same. So we are like. That's amazing. Well, wedding dress diamonds as well are in that industry where they raise yeah. the price to make it more desirable. So if you, you like it. the design, you like the design. And I also feel that people are like, when you know, you know, I could try on 4,000 dresses and I might've picked another one, but I was like, so not trying to have that journey. So I was like, wait, I feel like I'm popping. We're Gucci. 
We're Gucci. <laughs> Hannah, I'm so excited for your wedding. I can't wait. I'm so, first of all, I'm, we got to wrap this up. But You're like, if all, I don't go, I'm fine, but I'm so excited. <laughs> for real, though. I'm just excited for you, and I'm excited you have this to, like, look forward to. It's so much fun. Des I don't think is, about it a lot, to be honest. That's all, That's how it should be, honestly. Don't. I kind of forget. Um, Good. But I do think, like, it changes your relationship once you are realizing like, oh, like we're getting married, we're getting married. And there's so many more complicated I'll things that you, happen. If the relationship is solid, it ma- it strengthens it. it if the relationship it is weak, it makes it worse. I'm just, I'm, oh I'm not God. worried about you and no, Des at that all. Is, that is a great thing to say because I feel like so many times when you're struggling, you're like, okay, well then let's get married or let's have kids or let's buy a house. And all those things just increase the tension. But um, going on this journey, like we're learning so much more about each other. And um, I think we're just gonna have a lot of fun speeches and try to make people laugh at the end of the day. It's going to be so much fun. Well, (laughs) my love, I love you. That's it for us today. I'm happy. uh, I I loved our ego talk. I feel like we really... And we didn't even plan that. I know. I know. (laughs) That's why we're so magical together. We're so magical. Okay, Uh, thank you for having me. Please, of course, you can come on here anytime. And of course, the Taylor Strecker show, you know you're always welcome there. But I know that you are on the road right now. So I wanted you to put on shows. Yes, I forgot. This was like one of the main reasons I wanted to come and talk shit. I'm on tour. Um, I'm going to Indianapolis. August 5th. I'm going to be in West Nyack. I'm in East Hampton on August 19th. Maybe you could come to that. Um, I'm going to Texas. I'm going Maybe to New I Jersey. Could come to that. Oh my yes. God. It's going to be nice. August 19th. Um, Kansas City, Buffalo, Nashville, Arizona, Irvine, whatever. Anyway, go to HannahBurn.com and I'll see you guys in the flesh. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm dying to come. Maybe we will because we are, our wedding is the 14th. Yeah. And we're driving back to New Jersey. And it's actually a better drive through the ham. I mean, it's longer, but it, like we have friends that we could stay with in the Hamptons. Yes. So maybe we go you back stay that with way. Us. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. <laughs> can we go in the hot tub? By then yes. I'll be able to be in a bathing suit in front of people without making them close their eyes. Not to brag. <laughs> I'm, I still want to make you all turn around, but, and I will definitely be peeing in your hot tub just for the record. I mean, join That's the what party. I do. Join That's the what fucking I do. party. That's how you get it up that extra two, three degrees that make it nice. <laughs> Hannah Burner, I love you. And I'm happy that we're back in this vibe. You we're getting really better. Good. Also look at us with our rings. We're so obnoxious. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like the just, baby one, but it's just. Just two girls with two matching rings. She goes, oh, my dress is only $200, but my ring is your yearly salary. So go fuck yourself. My ring was free from husband. So thank you. Thank you. A girl, I was at Home Goods the other day, and she was like, oh, my God, your ring. And I just, like, didn't feel like telling the story because I yeah. usually tell the story. Yeah. Um, and I was like, thank you. And she was like, no, but, like, for real. And I was like... I know, thank you. But I was like, <laughs> I, wa- I so badly wanted to be like, it's from my ex-husband, he was very rich, I'm a lesbian now, I reprimand. It's like, I just didn't have the energy or time to be telling that story, but yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty it's big. It's large, and it'll blind anyone who tries to dim your shine. <laughs> Okay, I'll Thanks, stop. husband. Thank, thank you. <laughs> you guys, that's it for us. I follow Hannah at Being Burns on Instagram. Go to hannahburner.com for all of her tour dates. She is funny as fuck. Go see her in the flesh. And uh, yeah, that's it for us, guys. If you love me here, you'll adore me on my daily talk show, The Taylor Strecker Show, patreon.com slash Taylor Strecker Show. And follow me at Taylor Strecker on Instagram. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget... 
Hannah has a podcast as well. It's called Burning in Hell. My fiance may or may not edit it. She's the producer. And also, Giggly Squad is still alive and well. So check that out as well. Um, and rate, review, and subscribe to all of them because it's like, the, that's basically the way you can say, we love you, we're tipping you. Thank you for a great podcast. So that's it for us, you guys, this week. Hannah, thank you for joining me. I love you to bits and pieces. Until next week. 